0: This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to episode 200. Two hundred episodes of The Tuesday Show. This is a milestone worth celebrating. I say The Tuesday Show because the shows that come out every single Tuesday are numbered, which is why we are on episode 200. But of course, if you've been around for a while, you know that we have tons of bonus episodes on 10 Things to Tell You. So when I counted them up, we've actually made closer to like 275 episodes over the length of this show since I launched in 2019. But still, it feels like a milestone to reach the official Tuesday episode 200, and so I wanted to celebrate that. I feel really proud of this accomplishment, sticking with a project for this long, meeting a deadline every single week, which is no small task, really. And I just always think that when you hit these mile markers, whatever mile markers are in your life, and we all have them personally, professionally, whenever you hit something that feels like a good round number (laughs) to stop and celebrate or just notice where you are in the journey or high five whoever is walking alongside you or just take a minute of gratitude for wherever you are. You know, we do this with birthdays and anniversaries. We mark time. And although 200 episodes isn't a time measurement. For me, it is a mile marker of professional accomplishment. It represents thousands of hours of work and talking into this microphone. (laughs) And it just feels really special to look back and see where I started in 2019 and how far we've come, including taking All of 2022 off to write a book, a book that was spawned out of this show. I've now had two books that I've written. Both of them came out of making 10 things to tell you. And that to me is dream fulfillment. You know, I always wanted to be a writer and I started my like official professional writing career on the internet, blogging, but it was really podcasting. It was really the medium of a microphone using my actual literal voice that made me a better writer and that finally got me to a place where I could write a book and then another book. You know, I wouldn't have blown past the episode 200 mile marker ever. Like I was always going to sort of notice when you hit a certain You know, episode number, but it has been interesting to be thinking about it right now as the Sorta Awesome show, which is where I started as a podcaster, is closing. You know, Meg Teets started Sorta Awesome in 2015. She asked me to be one of the original co hosts. We've talked about that here when she was here on the show a few weeks ago. And that podcast drawing to a close and sort of all the Farewell and fanfare around what that show meant to so many has made me nostalgic, has made me really think about the last eight years and how much making a podcast has impacted my life and changed my career. And like I said, made me a better writer, which is the place I was always trying to get to. I fancy myself a writer, I feel like that's who I am in my soul, and had no idea that speaking learning to communicate in this audio form would affect my writing so much. So as sort of Awesome has been closing and I've been thinking about, you know, that beginning, it has naturally led me to thinking about the beginning of 10 Things to Tell You. I started this show in early 2019, and in the beginning, I did everything myself. I produced the episodes, I recorded the episodes, I edited the episodes, I promoted the episodes... I took care of all admin. I took care of all tech. That first year of 10 Things to Tell You, 2019, into the first half of 2020, so for a year and a half, it was just me doing this show. And that was such a steep learning curve. And I threw a lot of spaghetti against the wall trying to figure out exactly what I wanted this show to be. It has always been a bit of a variety. It has always been a mix of solo episodes and conversations and interviews and journal prompts and introspection. It has always been a mix of the things that matter to me and a mix of the things that I have wanted to, true to its name, quote unquote, tell you. The intro is not an accident. I always have at least 10 things that I want to tell you. And so harnessing those things and putting them in like episodic content that makes sense, hopefully, has been a pretty big project. There's a lot of ways that you can approach a show like this one and cover the broad range of topics that I've always wanted to. And I haven't always gotten it right. And a lot of stuff has changed in the last four or five years. Listening tastes have changed. The podcasting industry has changed dramatically. Obviously, on a global scale, the world has changed. We went through a pandemic together, crazy elections, and just a lot of growing pains. So that so many of us who have been listening to podcasts for years now we are not the same people. We don't want the same types of shows that we listened to five years ago. We're not reading the same exact type of books. We're on a different section of our like personal growth journeys. So the types of prompts and introspection that I started with in 2019, like we've moved down the road a little bit and we have different topics and different ways of thinking about our own personal growth and our own lives and everyone has aged five years and it has been quite a substantial five years. And so I'm taking all of that into account as I look forward with 10 Things to Tell You because after I took my break from the show in 2022, I came back with really renewed vigor for making 10 Things to Tell You and A lot of ideas and a lot of things that I wanted to try and experiment with. And because of a a book launch mid-year in 2023 and other kind of personal things that were going on, I only just touched the surface of the things that I want to talk about and try here on the show. And so I'm very excited in 2024 and in episodes beyond episode 200 to get to some of those things. And I'm able to do that because along the way I have acquired... (laughs) some help with making this show. I have an amazing operations manager. She is all things admin. If you ever emailed me and heard back, it was probably from Caroline. And then at the very end of 2020, beginning of 2021, I hired an editor to help me with podcast editing, Colleen. And then she became so much more than an editor. She helps me produce the show. She really helps me shape a lot of the Secret Stuff Patreon. And I just wouldn't be able to kind of juggle all of these things 10 things to tell you, the Patreon, launching books, all of the stuff that we're able to do together. I would not be able to do that alone anymore. And so I'm dreaming big for 2024. I'm so grateful that you are here and along for the ride. Whether you've been here from the beginning, I know so many of you have been here from the beginning, or you found me somewhere along the way, whether you're a sporadic listener, you just press play whenever a topic or a title appeals to you, or you're a dedicated Every Tuesday listener, I am so grateful for you. I have you in mind with every episode that we make. And what I wanted to do for episode 200 was to really lean into this 10 things to tell you idea and ask you to think about the one thing that you would impart to others, the one thing that you would tell. Obviously, we have 10 things to tell on this show, but what if you just had one main message or mantra or wisdom to impart? If you had your moment with a microphone, what would you say? What is the one thing that is most important to you to tell others? Now, back on episode 150, I did my definitive. 10 things to tell you. So at the time, I thought it might possibly be the final episode ever. I knew I was going to take time off to write the book. I wasn't sure if I was going to come back or not. And so I wanted to leave on a note of like, okay, if this was the final episode of 10 things to tell you, here are the 10 most important things I have to tell you. That Episode holds up. Like I stand by all 10 of those things still to this moment. I will read to you right now what those 10 things are. And if you have time to go listen to that episode or you're interested, I really feel like that continues to be the most definitive episode of this show because it really covers the 10 themes that we return to again and again here. So here are the 10 things from episode 150 of like the 10 most important things I have to tell you. Read, share, notice, move, decorate, armor up, document, practice, listen, thank. I mean, that really covers it, right? That covers all the things that I talk about all the time. (laughs) I mean, we've got the 20-minute reading timer, which I swear by, it will absolutely change your life if you incorporate a 20-minute reading timer into your world. We're talking about sharing your stuff. I believe so deeply that sharing yourself will make you less lonely. That's what this whole show is about. That's what my whole first book, Share Your Stuff, I'll Go First, is about. Then there's noticing I always joke kind of in the Secret Stuff Patreon or even when I do journal parties that if it was a drinking game to take a drink every time I say notice, we'd all be just wasted all the time because I say notice. It is like my key word all the time. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating, and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full-body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. com and use promo code TELL, TELL for 15% off and free shipping available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. We're talking about movement and the mind-body connection. I'm talking about decorating how important your spaces matter to your mental health, to your identity, to how you feel. The older I get, the more steeped I am in that belief of how much your space matters All of the things in that episode 150, the definitive 10 things to tell you, they hold up, but I did make that episode two years ago, and sometimes two years is the blink of an eye, and sometimes two years makes all the difference in who you are, and for me, it's the latter. 2021 was, especially the last few months of it, was very difficult. It is one of the reasons that it led to my decision to put the show on indefinite hiatus at the time. And then 2023, this year that we are wrapping up, has also proved to be surprisingly hard. I, I was not anticipating this year being the roller coaster that it has been. I'm gonna talk more about that in next week's episode. But the last few years has really just made me drill down into what matters. What I want to say, who I want to be in my work, in my life, as a parent, as a wife, as a friend, how I want to show up for myself. And so, while I really think for all of us that the one thing that we want to tell one another, our one piece of advice or wisdom is going to change and morph, kind of depending on where we are in the world, what is our priority in that moment, what matters to us right now that's going to shift. And I really want to encourage you as you're thinking through this prompt, because I really want you to engage with this one. I really want you to think this week, what your one thing is that you have to tell. This might stem from experience. In fact, it almost certainly will. But I want you to think about it what you would impart if you had just one thing to tell. I want you to text a friend. I want you to share it on social media. I want you to write it in your journal. I want you to start a family conversation about it because it could be something silly. It could be something deep. It could be something very specific to you or your region of the world or your belief system. But whatever it is, whatever you choose to share as the one thing that you want to tell it says something about who you are. It says something about how you want to be known or remembered. And so it can be a really beautiful exercise in that way. But as I was saying, you know, the answer might be different depending on what day you're asked. But today, as I'm recording this, as I've been thinking about this, as I've been noticing all of these end of the year feelings, all these milestone episode feelings, as I've been looking back. my origin story as a podcaster and looking forward to what I want out of this career, I do have one thing that I want to tell you. And that is to heed your intuition, not just listen to it, but actually heed it. Take action based on your intuition. And this is something I've obviously talked about on the show a bunch of times, but it is a lesson that I am still learning. And I think sometimes those things are very much tied together. The things that we really want people to know, the things that we are shouting from the rooftops, they are the lessons and pieces of wisdom that we need ourselves the most. They resonate with us because there's something that we needed to learn or that we Need a constant reminder of. And so for me, this thing to tell you about intuition very much falls in that camp of something that I continue to learn over and over again. Because in this world, it is so easy for your intuition to get muffled or drowned out by all the noise all the time. We have noise on our phones, like on our Feeds when we're scrolling, we have noise, literal noise in our homes, in our cars. We have 24 hour news cycles. We have HGTV on in the background. We always have a podcast going. We have people in our homes yap, yap, yapping away. It is an onslaught every single day of noise and information and words and opinions and truths and untruths and interesting nuggets of information, and great songs, and things that touch our hearts, and things that make us angry. It is really constant, and all of that noise can make it so hard for us to discern our own inner wisdom, our own opinion on something, our own spirit throwing up a red flag or a white flag of caution or surrender, We talk ourselves out of not trusting our intuition because it might be counter to what is conventional wisdom, or it might be counter to what everyone else in our orbit is saying. Many of us have a past story where we thought we were following our intuition and we got burned. We were either wrong about it, or it blew up in our face in some way, and it has made us mistrustful of ourselves and our own emotions. It's made us a little bit jumpy. It's made us want to lean hard into facts and not feelings. It's made us uber rational when we are actually spiritual beings. And I am almost nervous to say that publicly because, you know, anyone who has ever scrolled any sort of social media feed knows that we need a lot more rational people and maybe a lot less crazy feelings dominating the collective consciousness. but I also know that really deeply we are in a spiritual drought. We are in places of loneliness and self-doubt, confusion and impatience and a solution to that can be to look inward. And by looking inward we're not just journaling about it or noticing it. we're actually heeding, our inner knowledge. And I know that that can be really hard because sometimes that means we have to take steps that affect other people, relationships, careers, our family, our health. In 2023, one of the things that ended up being difficult for me was I made some decisions or or took some steps in the interest of making things better for other people or easier for other people that I thought would be a more resistance-free existence was to just kind of go with the flow, even though my intuition was constantly sort of tap, tap, tapping at me. But the stakes didn't seem very high in any of these situations, and they weren't ultimately. I mean, they weren't like life or death or relationship ending or anything like that. And so I just felt like, all things considered, I'm going to go with the flow over listening to this little insistent (laughs) tapping in my spirit. And sure, it did seem to make it a lot easier for other people, but it wasn't easier for me. And by the end of the day, I felt irritated at myself because I had betrayed myself. In making it easier for others, I was sacrificing my own wisdom and trajectory. And so I ended up with Friction, anyway, or tension, anyway, when I maybe would have had the same amount of conflict in the beginning, but I would have ended up where I wanted to end up instead of (laughs) ending up not where I wanted to end up and with the conflict anyway. So, when I tell you to heed your intuition, I know that that's easier said than done in many, many cases. As I've started to notice this within myself, there have been many times where I've felt like, well, I understand that my intuition is that this person, let's say this person is not the right fit here, but I also like can't see a way out of it. There is no easy solution. It would be enormously disruptive to take action on this intuition. And so I'm just going to quietly note that I feel this way about a person or a situation and heeding it just isn't necessarily an option. So I understand that if that is maybe where you are too or what this is bringing up for you, but this is still the one thing I would have to tell you if I had just one thing to tell you. Heed your intuition, make it a habit. Stop ignoring yourself and your own inner knowing because you've been convinced that someone else knows better than you do. That's my one thing. I can't wait to hear what yours is we're also very lucky to have a slew of past guests of 10 things to tell you who want to share with you their one thing they have to tell you these are men and women who've been on the show at some point over the last 200 plus episodes and i ask them to share with the 10 things to tell you listeners you what the one thing that they would have to tell you. Sometimes their wisdom has to do with the episode that they were on with me, and I will link to all of their episodes and all of them in the show notes and on social so that you can be reminded of these great conversations. But sometimes what they want to tell you has nothing to do with what we talked about together on 10 Things to Tell You, and everything to do with something that they really just want you to know. As you can imagine, these guests are full of wisdom, and they are insightful, and they are thoughtful. They are smart and funny, and I am so lucky to have had so many amazing conversations on this show. I am so lucky to look forward to so many more of them, and I will leave you here with the voices of past guests of 10 Things to Tell You, sharing with you the one thing they have to tell.
1: Hello, I'm Ann Bogle from What Should I Read Next? And if I had just one thing to tell you, it would be that it is never just you. Whatever you're feeling or experiencing in a relationship or a job in your human body, or we have to talk about books because that's my line of work. Perhaps you're feeling like you're the only person alive who abhorred whatever bestseller is currently taking over your social media feed it is not just you. And further, sometimes saying as much with kindness just might be the thing that lets somebody else say, what? Oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one. Because whatever it is, it is never just you. Thanks for what you do, Laura. And thanks for asking such good questions week after week that make us all feel like we are less alone.
0: Y'all know that I love to play games on my phone to unwind and I am always looking for a new one to download. And I recently ran across Two Dots and I want to tell you about it. Two Dots is a free to download puzzle based game that involves connecting dots through relaxing puzzles while unlocking levels and collecting prizes along the way. There are different gameplay modes to make the experience unique and exciting with every single puzzle. There are over five thousand distinct puzzles with various power-ups and special dots ready to earn as you move through the levels. The in-app music and visually stimulating interface provide a soothing experience when you just want to relax and unwind. Not only is Two Dots free to download, but it can also be played without internet connection. So playing on the go offline is a breeze. And if you don't want to play alone, you can challenge your friends on Facebook, as well as connect with the larger Two Dots community for even more engagement. If you're looking for the perfect game to help you relax but also keep you engaged, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS. Hi, Laura and the 10 Things to Tell You listeners. I'm Emily P.
1: Freeman, and if I had just one thing to tell you, it would be just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it forever. I've learned this the hard way by staying in rooms longer than I probably should have just because I didn't want to waste my degree or my gifting. But the reality is that if you sense that it's time to make a change, even if it means walking away from something you're good at, then it's good and important to begin to explore
2: why. Hello, this is Andrew Oak, the first ladies man. And if I had one thing to tell you, it would be share history. Share your history, your personal history, your family history, American history. A lot of these historical sites and landmarks and and museums and places are are really small operations. And not only do we need to share the stories of our history, but we need to visit and patronize these places to help them stay in business, help keep history alive, and help share it with future generations. All my best to everyone always, and keep doing great things.
3: Hey, y'all. This is Katie Cobb from the Currently Reading Podcast, and if I had just one thing to tell you, it would be to say yes. Trust your intuition, of course, whenever possible. Laura has taught us all so well in this area. But if you have the chance to do something, whether it's going on a trip or seeking a new opportunity or growing your life in some way, take the shot. Say yes. It might not go the way you hoped. You may end up spending too much money, or getting lost along the way, or having to say goodbye after a time. It might break your heart. Life is not easy. But in the meantime, you will have chased something good and grown yourself. I wouldn't have the job, the home, or the friends that I do now if I hadn't said some scary yeses along the way. Say yes. Hi,
2: it's Bethany Winters, and if I had just one thing to tell you, it would be that it's okay to feel all of your feelings, not just the ones that society dictates are positive. I think there's a profound difference between being optimistic and being toxically positive, which discounts the importance of processing negative emotions. If we aren't acknowledging the full spectrum of human emotions within ourselves, then I don't think we can properly process and move through them. So we need to normalize that everyone feels angry or jealous or sad or any of the other myriad emotions that toxic positivity categorizes as negative.
4: Hi, I'm Sarah Stewart-Holland from Pantsuit Politics. And if I had just one thing to tell you, It would be news and politics doesn't have to be a source of stress and frustration and overwhelm. I know so many of us turn away because it feels pointless to engage, but talking about the most important issues of our time can be a source of connection with those around us, even when inevitable conflict arises. Conflict is how we begin to understand what's important to us, what we want to prioritize, and what type of people we want to be. Plus, you don't have to be an expert. Your role as a citizen qualifies you to engage with your community, our country, and the entire world. And most importantly, we need you.
5: Hi, I'm Mary Moran, author of Dirt and Slow Growth Equals Strong Roots and host of The Mary Moran Show. And if I had just one thing to tell you, it would be that fear is a really boring liar. It uses the same busted scripts on all of us. Things like, it's all been done. It's all been done better. It's all been done by someone the world actually cares about. I can't start until it's perfect. I can't start until I know every single step in the staircase. What if I start and I can't stay consistent with it? What if I don't have the bandwidth? What if I start and the critics come? What if they say, who does she think she is? What if it's already too late? Chances are I just got some, if not all, of the scripts fear has been using on you. But here is the really good news. Now that you know it's just a boring script from fear, a fear that wants to keep you stuck, now you can start to retrain your brain so that every time you hear one of those lies, you can just take it as a green light that you are already on the right track, otherwise, fear would leave you alone. So the next time you hear that tired script, smile sweetly at fear and just keep going.
6: Hi, I'm Dr. Christine Coe of the Edit Your Life Podcast. Congrats, Laura, on the amazing milestone of 200 episodes. If I had just one thing to tell you, it would be to remember, especially as we move into a new year with lots of splashy recommendations about crushing big goals and living your best life ever and optimizing everything, that the little things are the big things. Focusing on micro, whether that's related to finding tiny delights in your days or the small steps to move forward in your relationships, personal goals, hobbies, and more, is a lifestyle approach that not only leaves you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed, but helps you cultivate agency and joy in an uncertain and often chaotic world.
1: I'm Meredith Monday Schwartz from the Currently Reading Podcast, and I want to tell you that if you enjoy reading, you are a reader. It doesn't matter if you read 200 books a year or if you've only been able to read two this year because your life is in a season where you just haven't had time to read more than that. It doesn't matter if you read the entire Booker Prize list of nominated books or you love a great mystery, thriller, or rom-com. All kinds of books make you a reader. I think sometimes we get wrapped up in metrics or we get wrapped up in thinking we need to choose a certain kind of book or read a certain book because it's really popular and the reality is the only thing that matters, the only thing that makes you a reader is you choosing books that make you happy and reading them in the format
7: and in the time frame that brings you joy. That's all you need to do to be a reader. Hi, I'm Sean Smucker, and if I had just one thing to tell you, it would be, the audience comes last. These words of Rick Rubin's have meant a lot to me this year, as I've been working on another novel, and, um, you know, the voices are always there, voices saying what I should write about, or what language I should use, or what stories are okay to include and not include, And I just keep coming back to his words that the audience comes last, which is kind of funny to say this on a podcast with a big audience. But if you're creating something um, and you want to make something, make it for yourself first.
6: Hi, I'm Miss Reddy, a professional photo organizer. And if I had just one thing to tell you, it would be ignore the junk, you're busy. In the few minutes you get to work on organizing your photos, it is normal to want to start immediately cleaning up the junk and screenshots and the mess. I get it, but you've tried that approach many times. Has that behavior improved your relationship with your photos, or are you still overwhelmed? What if instead you focused on the good? If what matters to you is making a photo book with your favorite memories from the year, then those few minutes would be better spent focusing on favoriting the items you love instead of focusing on the junk. Over time, you can continue to favorite, and at the end of the year, filter your camera roll for favorites, and you'll have a nice curated view that makes it easier to use your photos, like putting them in a photo book. Ignore the junk. Focus on what matters most. That philosophy could apply to more than just your
7: camera roll, right? Hi, everyone. This is Elizabeth Passarella, the author of It Was an Ugly Couch Anyway, and if I had one thing to tell you, it is that you do not always need a big vacation to feel rejuvenated. You might just need one night away at a hotel. This is true for everyone, but I'm speaking primarily to parents here. This is on my mind because we just had the very busy month of December, and my birthday is five days before Christmas. A few years ago, my husband surprised me with a night in a hotel in New York City where we live. And it was a weeknight, so we had a great dinner. We slept in the next morning. We got to finish up some Christmas shopping the next day on a slow day without all the crowds. I told him afterwards I never wanted another gift, just a night in a hotel. And that's what we've done every year. Sometimes just 24 hours away from household duties and children's needs can completely reset your mood. So do it for your own birthday, do it next Christmas for my birthday and think of me and happy 200 episodes, Laura. Hi, this is Retha Nicole and if I had one thing to tell you, it would be that this is the only life you get. This is truly the only life you get. This isn't a dress rehearsal for a different life. So you should use your time wisely. You should laugh more. You should eat more dessert. You should really, really enjoy this life because you don't get a do-over. And I think we spend so much time trying to perfect it, trying to um, make sure we're doing the right thing. And we don't spend enough time just executing on life, just living our life to the fullest. And we don't get help around how to do that properly. So for me, if I had one thing to tell you, it would be to live your life to the fullest and get help if you don't know how to do that.
2: Hey, y'all, I'm Lindsay Lawler and I'm Laura Tremaine's soul sister. (laughs) And if I had just one thing to tell you, it would be trust your intuition. I pick a word at the beginning of every year to be my North Star, so to speak, to kind of guide me through the year ahead. And for 2023, my word was intuition. I realized I spent a lot of my life looking to other people for clarification that I'm on the right path, when ultimately, I know that I am, there's no way not to be. And by asking other people what to do and how to do it all the time, I really was giving my power away. So I decided to call my power back, to trust my intuition, and I mean from the littlest things to the big things, from what to eat, what route to take on my drive that day, or the big life decisions that, that come at us. Trusting your intuition is that divine power letting you know you are supported, you are guided, and you got this. So trust your intuition, and I promise you 2024 will be your best yet.
0: Hi, I'm Beth Silvers from
5: Pantsuit Politics, and if I had just one thing to tell you, it would be that you know you've found a good partner in life, in work, in friendship, in conversation, when that person
0: challenges you to show up more and more as yourself all the time. Thanks for 200 amazing episodes, Laura. Can't wait to see what you do next. You've just listened to an episode of the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. For show notes and links, go to 10thingstotellyou.com. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram at 10thingstotellyou, and you can also join our free connection group on Facebook to discuss episodes and topics. For bonus content, ad-free episodes, and monthly Zoom gatherings with me, join my Secret Stuff Patreon community by going to 10thingstotellyou.com slash secretstuff. Thanks for listening.